Welcome to the very best podcast in the world. <laughs> Welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. This is your host, Nick Tibusek, and with me is the very best co-host in the world, Dennis the Piccolo. Hello, everyone. Today's topic is the famous... The legendary everyone was waiting for today's topic is the dip talk so it's an episode that we already recorded in german and um we recorded a poll talk to already and now it's time to talk about the dip yes i think the first first step will be to talk about the setup so how do i set up for a dip nick Uh, the very first thing that you need, um, in my opinion, is a proper proper setup of, a setup of parallel bars. So it should be high enough, um, it should be wide enough for you to dip well, and it shouldn't be too wide. That's a very, very uh, important one. Um, so another thing is for the setup, um, you should have something like a box or something where you do the entry into the, the dip. So as that you get in like above the parallel bars and you don't have to like push yourself and already lose yes. strength and stability there. The, the very important part here is um, that you can already start with extended locked out arms. Mm -hmm. That's a very important one because that will help you a lot. Um, That I th from from what I, I I experienced over the years with athletes um, is this is the magic how a good dip has to start because when when you have that setup you can position everything else very well yeah. and we definitely gonna talk about that because um, the setup here should be extended arms of course and what is very very important how you put the shoulder in there and um when when you when you bring up the shoulder in there um the important part here is um it shouldn't be like that you have the shoulder next to your ear yeah so when when you get in in principle uh You have to push your shoulders away from your ears as much as possible. Yes. You press them and really have this extremely stable support hold to start with. If you have like 100 kg hanging uh, on you, you need to be stable when you start. When you already start with shoulders that are somewhere, you're just gonna hurt yourself. So Absolutely. Extremely important. And for the width, um, generally there's no golden rule, but most people say like, take your forearm and look How wide it is uh, generally especially if you have p bars that are not straight but get wider with time you can always that you always get the same point especially if you're peaking for a competition and you're not doing hypertrophy yeah. that you get extremely efficient in in that movement and from um, the setup point um, another one should be um, do do a wrap with body weight and over time you will also see that um, Uh, what is very important from the width um, when you do your rep your elbows should stay over the um, wrist all the time so um, what you see very very often 
um, is someone pushes himself up, back up, yeah. uh, um, and the elbows come in or come out. If this is the case, usually when the elbows come in, you probably are too wide. Um, when the elbows come out while pushing up, you usually have pretty pretty a problem with external or internal rotation during your rep and um that that that's something we're going to talk about later on um but that then if that is the case it's probably not the best setup for you so um that's something we gotta gotta keep an eye on um but when we do the setup for it um if you ever did ring dips this is usually the best thing to check okay how wide should i go um because in the ring dips you usually get into a very natural position with all that stuff and this is how you can check for yourself okay this is usually what what helps me the best in that case as um from there you just transfer it to the parallel bars yeah and another advantage of trying on like trying something on the rings first is just to get a general feeling what stability should feel like because if yep. you're not stable in your shoulder girdle starting to dip you will you will feel it and tremble and you will feel that something's wrong so a very stable position to start with is extremely important that's the point i think the, the last point we could talk about is depth there is uh, often the problem that parallel bars are too low. Um, yeah. That's the second problem where uh, the optimal dip is uh, performed when your legs are straight and you don't have to bend them. It's way easier to focus on just keeping uh, good tension in the body, yeah. good tension in your abs, glutes, but we will talk about uh, that later. So just from the setup, look that you have a decent setup to, to dip in. Um, it is pretty hard to find. Uh, honestly, most commercial gyms, um, people have like problems dipping or injured themselves dipping, but it's often just because the, the means that are there are terrible and you can't really use them. Absolutely. Um, one more thing for the setup. When you, when you, when you build up something, how you step into it, a lot of people put boxes behind them. Mm -hmm. um, something that I definitely re definitely recommend is try using two boxes left and right beside you because from there on you don't have to step forward into it. You just press yourself up into the position mm -hmm. and then just put the feet together. And that's a very, very important one. Um, what is really, really um, important here is don't put the boxes too narrow as we saw in the German championship um, uh, just I don't know like four or six weeks ago I don't know something like that in, in the middle of October um, Tonio missed his first 160 kg dip because he touched the, uh, the boxes on the side and it, it was not that um, the rep was not given to him he missed it because he touched the boxes on the side and that brought him out of, of, of focus and then he lost the rep and that's something you got to keep uh, an eye on uh, make, make sure everything around you is as much in a good place for you as possible so that you don't lose focus that's very important especially when you dip heavy yeah 
So I think uh, we will work through the body part by part. Yes. Starting from the wrist, which is probably the easiest one, but one of the things so many people get wrong. Yes. Um, and I don't know why. So generally, when you set up for the dip, uh, or generally every movement, actually, it is important that the force goes straight through the hand to the forearm and that you don't bend it. This is like with almost all movements where, where you really move your hand. In military press too, uh, you see it uh, when people are used to front squatting, for example, what they very often do, they bend their, their wrist back a lot and when they push up the weight, for example, they feel pain. And same thing with, with dips. When you manage to put the force straight through your wrist, um, it will feel much better than when it's bent. And uh, I think that's something you can implement right away. It's not difficult and it will feel so much better. Um, there's uh, one thing a lot of people will now maybe think of, yeah, but when, when I do bench press, I will have a little bit broken wrist right there. Yes, you do, but it's a different case. If you have the possibility to keep the um, wrist stable, it's always the better position for your body as you just can produce more power. It will, it will end up like that. And um, especially in dips, that is a very, very important case because you have to stabilize yourself. And um, the, the amount of weight on your wrist at that time is a pretty pretty high one and you should just take care of that because um, you also if, if you have it stable you, you it's, it's not like that you have a broken wrist and um, just just have it uh, like like um, the, the the bend wrist you also can with a with a really stable wrist um, produce more power when you lean forward in the dip. Exactly. This is a very good point and it's something um, I, for example, noticed in planche too. Like mm -hmm. one of my biggest mistakes in planching, for example, was always bending my wrist very, very strongly. And when like, I'm working on fixing it and keeping that straight, you manage to put a lot of force on the flexors mm -hmm. of uh, the forearm. Um, and through that, taking away a lot of weight from uh, from your biceps and your front delt in a planche where you lean forward. In the dip, of, of course, the effect isn't as big, but every little bit helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, the next thing that we have to talk about is how do we position the elbow? And we already had that a little bit. Mm -hmm. The elbow should stay over the wrist all the time and another thing that I notice a lot of times with people is they start their dip and I don't know why but they like to put the elbow when when they push back up they put it back and I don't get why so I think often the, the mistake starts already when starting the movement like usually when people are set up on the dip and um, if you keep your shoulders nicely depressed, you won't be able to go down straight. Meaning, people that go down straight, which is a mistake you see extremely often, it's a mistake that brings all the elements together. Mm -hmm. They lose the scapula, they elevate the scapula, and what they do first is a flexion of an elbow. Like, they start by thinking, okay, I need to flex my elbow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they are scared of going forward, 
and they try to go down as, as upright as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's where very often people bring the elbow back and then for some people it happens in the second part of the movement. Maybe they lean back, uh, lean forward nicely when they start the movement, but when they get back up, they, they elevate the shoulders and automatically try to shorten their, their humerus uh, to make it easier for them, but losing stability and uh, overcharging other other structures of the body, Absolutely. Like, for example, the chest. And that's like the mistake that you see extremely often. Yeah. So one of the things you can fix first is look when you dip, if you're 90 at a 90 degrees angle, if your elbow is above your, your wrist. Not for everyone it's gonna be the same since it always depends a bit on how, how long your arm is, etc., etc. But you will see and feel when it's right. Yeah, uh, there's a little range mm. where, where you move, um, but in that range you do move. Um, but um, it is very important to understand that um, when you put your elbow back, you take out a little bit of your chest. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at it from a biomechanic thing and when you lean a little bit more forward you what what brings the elbow above yeah. above your wrist you can bring in the chest a little bit better and that's that's a potential you should use in terms of hypertrophy and of course in terms of strength because um, what you want to do is moving weight and being as efficient as possible and using the right muscles for that and that's usually the efficient way. So um, bringing in the chest a little bit more will always help you moving more weight. And of course, it makes your chest bigger in terms of hypertrophy. And who doesn't like a big chest? Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> I think we'll talk about hypertrophy a bit later. Yes. Because the, the, like, the chest thing is, uh, is always a big discussion in dips. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll look uh, more into detail later. Absolutely. Um, the next thing that we have to bring in there is um, how do we position the shoulder in the dip and that's something I see that so often that people miss potential here and if, if, you, if, you, if you put in your shoulder into the right position you just just bring in so much potential um, so what we already had was, was the depression thing mm -hmm. And something that a lot of people teach and got, got, got teach is something like do a heart protection. Uh, protection. You don't. Yeah. I think over the years, like the, the thing you see in, in movements like that, people always tend to extremes. Mm -hmm. It seems that when they abduce a tiny bit their scapulas, so meaning they, they go a tiny bit in, in protraction, they feel like... Um, okay, I might feel more stable here. And when you planche, you're in protraction, and then people that got into street lifting afterwards, they tend to ex go into this extreme protraction. And when you're so strongly protracted, um, first of all, it's extremely difficult to go into depression. Uh, just, it yeah. is difficult as, like, to, to focus on it. And at the same time, um, injury risk, is therefore bigger too. Just principally, it is easier that your shoulder goes up and that you hurt yourself with the suclo infraspinatus when you're in that position. Yeah. And I think the, the second, second part is uh, people tend to lean 
way too much forward while doing this. Like they, they go in protraction, they just lean their body forward, the hip doesn't move, and they go up again. And that's yes, like, yes, yes, yes. What yes. you call a clench. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm a hater of that. <laughs> um, actually, that, that is something um, that, 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 that goes to my heart, actually. Um, I, I, I want people to, to actually dip, and dipping means the hip goes down, the weight you have on your belt goes down, and it's not just the leaning forward and leaning backwards. Yeah, um, That's something you can do this kind of stuff, uh, maybe as an assistance exercise, or I don't know, whatever you want to hit with that. I, I have no can, idea what. about it when, uh, when you have a big ego, and or a competition allows it. Yeah. I mean, many competition competitions didn't have rules for the hip needs to go down below parallel for example and you can probably move down to even 20 kg more like that absolutely so like the sport is pretty young and rules are made on the go uh, to try to get these things better and it's right yeah absolutely so shoulder positioning is something um, a lot of people know do the depression, do some kind of protection as we learn now. Yeah. And what is also very important, um, when, when it comes just to protraction, it should also be where do you put the shoulder itself. And it's not only um, the, the, the sh shoulder blade where you put it, but also where you put the shoulder itself. So what I'm talking about is all of us can move a little bit of the humerus. And what we definitely have to think of is when we do dips, please think of you have this humerus, the, the, the bone of your upper arm, <laughs> in something like, uh, the German word for this is Kugelgelenk. Yeah. Fucking hell, what's that in English? I have no idea. Um, actually, it's, it's like, like in a... In a um, it's like in a ball-shaped... Like in a bowl, like if you would have something in a bowl um, and um, when, when you put the humerus a little bit too far forward, you will get into the problem that you have less space between um, the, the humerus, the, the bone and of course the shoulder itself. So you decrease space there. And that will lead to some kind of problem. So what is very important is to keep it stable in the middle. That's it. Not too much of bringing it forward. And that's something a lot of people do wrong in the dips. And then they, their, their shoulder hurts. Because of, of course, yeah, um, at that time, the biceps tendon will get into trouble at that point. Especially when you wrap out some reps and... Um, yeah, you, you really bring pressure on it and, and have movement there, you will definitely get in trouble there. And it is uh, principally always the same thing in many movements in the pull-up too, like keeping the depression and this, the space you talked about, the subacromial space, Yes. where uh, everything runs through. Uh, keeping that space as big as possible while performing movement is just always a good idea. Then you will always find people say, okay, I, I've done dips like this for ages and nothing ever happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on your 
anatomy. There are people that are super susceptible. They mm. do it wrong once and they always get pain. Some people do it for 20 years and they're not going to have a problem. Oh. But it's still a good idea. And the depression in the shoulder, so we talked about uh, slight protraction. Does feel good for most people or having a neutral. Uh, what I wouldn't recommend is uh, retracting your shoulder blades completely. Uh, that usually uh, makes it very, very difficult to depress your shoulders and uh, you run into the same problem as before. And generating force in the chest is super difficult in that position too, uh, when, you're, when you're at the bottom. Um, and yeah, what was I saying? I think, yeah, depression, a thing, a clue I always give my clients is the shoulder is in the right position when you can feel your latissimus. Meaning when you mm -hmm. push down your shoulder and you actually feel tension in your latissimus dorsium at the end. It means that it's nice and down and you have like a good tension going in there. Um, and I think that since we talked about the scapula with the shoulder, yeah. or something to add to the scapula itself? Um, I think another good hint here is, um, because I love this, this uh, latissimus hint, mm -hmm. um, when, when, when you're sitting right here and you're, you're doing that, um, of course, when you're, when you're doing too much protraction, you will always also feel your traps a lot. When you feel your traps too much in that position, it's too much of protection, yeah. usually. So <laughs> It's at the same time. When your shoulders are elevated, you will use more the trapezius. Exactly. It's so, natural function. So, 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 so for, for you as a, as a listener, the lats should be involved. From what you feel, the traps will be involved, yeah. but you shouldn't feel them. That's the, that's the big important mm -hmm. point right mm -hmm. there. So... Um, I think that that's that's very important, um, and when when you do so, you mostly also work more with your trap three, so that one stays activated and keeps you in a depression. Yeah. So especially when you move up from from when you move down, yeah, you do, you're doing your dip and you move up. A lot of people lose tension right there. And then push themselves up and lose the shoulders, yeah. and that's a big, big issue. A lot of people get get into trouble. That's uh, actually the hardest part. Is like once many people get the beginning and they learn to move forward and then just uh, bring flexion into the elbows. Not for everyone. Some people do it at the same time. It's a bit like hip and knee in the squat, and they go forward. And then when you're doing their at the bottom position, zack, the shoulder goes out again. And that's super important that you always focus on feeling the lat, especially because at that bottom position, it um, has like the antagonist function mm -hmm. and uh, it's flexor in that moment, if I'm not wrong, and it helps you actually getting out of the hole too. Absolutely. And um, yeah, you can manage to stay safe. It just feels better and more stable. And uh, yeah, many, many people after we recorded this in German, like I got 10,000 messages of people saying, yeah, one shoulder doesn't go down as well as another. That's pretty normal since you're mostly sitting there all day with one hand riding, for example, and one arm will be more elevated than the other. And you can work on it and uh, the, the most common problems are or your elevators are like pulling your shoulder up too much and you can massage them before dipping that helps many people already 
or maybe the infraspinatus completely closed and you can't put your shoulder down well on one side. But uh, the, the options can be various and you should like go and work around it and maybe go to a professional in case like mm -hmm. we don't have all the answers just uh, yeah that's it's, uh, yeah. it's super it's super individual it's super sometimes you need to feel and see the person uh when we're giving our general hints you can you can use absolutely and one thing that you can always work on in that case trap three trap three trap three trap three <laughs> all the time <laughs> that's a very very important one um Why is also another reason why you should use the latissimus in there is um, it's just another internal rotator. Mm -hmm. And um, something that we definitely have to talk about is um, that that's a combination um, because, um, of course, the main movers here are chest and triceps, of course. Yeah? Everybody thinks of chest and triceps and dips. Yeah? That, that, they are the main movers and there. Some front delt. Yes, but <laughs> they are probably not the main movers, um, but, but of course always involved in there. You can't just take them out, you, you would lose your shoulder. <laughs> um, the very important part here is um, the chest is an internal rotator. And this is also why um, you shouldn't keep the elbows too narrow to the body. Because when you do so, you minimize your internal rotation as internal rotation happens when you put your elbows out away from your body. So um, the very important part here is um, to, to stay in... It's, it's a little bit critical to, to, to give a certain degree where you have to put your arm away from the body. But the thing here is everybody always had the, the cue, also with push-ups, that was something, keep the elbows close to the body. And that's... That's a misconception well, here. It's always like, I don't know, somewhere around 45 degrees is way better. Absolutely. And it just feels better. You will feel like if you dip extremely narrow, you will feel your tricep burn. And if you think, if you want to move as much weight as possible, you can't just rely on the tricep, especially in the lower part of the movement yes. where it's pretty stretched out and it's super difficult to activate. Mm -hmm. In the second part of the movement, it's going to be very easy. It's going to help you a lot. But... In, in the lower part of the dip, uh, you need bigger muscles. And people think, oh, my sticking point is like usually like 10 degrees above the hole. It's not. Like the problem is you lose a lot of strength in the hole because you don't get out of the hole effectively. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a very important one. It, when, when you look at it from a biomechanical way, um, the, the, the triceps is something that extends your arm. Yeah? That, that's the function of that muscle. So um, what happens with, with the chest is it um, will absolutely do the job when you're in the lowest position. Because in the lowest position, your elbow goes back behind your body. And when you look at how the, the chest works it's attached to 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 your to your front side of the body and also attached to your humerus on the for, uh, on, on on your arm <laughs> so what a muscle always does is pulling even if you do a pushing movement a muscle can all, only do one thing it can contract so it's pulling so what is the um, chest doing right there is 
When you put your arm backwards, the chest is pulling and that's bringing your arm forward. So that's actually the thing that happens when you're in the lowest position of your dip. And this is actually why you need a, a proper recrutation in that position to bring in the chest for, for the dip. So that, that's a very, very important thing to think of when you're coming into the hole. Think of your chest To, to push you backwards. <laughs> so this is a little bit like, like um, the squat pattern. When you're doing squats, um, that, that muscle that brings you out of the hole is the adductor magnus. And um, that's actually the, the muscle that is doing the hip extension on, in that position. It's not, not doing that all the way, but in the hole down there, It is doing it. And that's actually the thing that does the chest in that position. So um, that, that's a very, very important one to understand that um, when you come out of the hole properly and you have a problem of extending your arm later, that's usually not because you have a sticking point or something. It's because you don't use it in the most optimal way. Absolutely. I think this is a big point um, when you were talking about the elbows before too. So uh, generally, if we look at bodybuilding too, uh, the dip is always seen as an exercise that, especially in EMG studies for example, shows an extreme activation. Meaning the chest is like, you use a lot of the chest. Um, And in bodybuilding, for example, people tend to tell you to stay a bit more upright with the chest. Uh, while in street lifting, you see people using the chest a bit more like it's used in a bench press maybe, where the angle, like your chest looks towards the floor more than upright. Uh, let's say if you stay a bit more upright, but still diagonal, meaning bringing the legs back, when you get down in the movement, your, your chest won't Uh, work optimally, meaning your your uh, muscle your muscles look in a certain direction. The fibers. The fibers, exactly, and they they work better in one direction than another. If you stay a bit more upright and you go down, you will stretch them out completely. Meaning, mm -hmm. when a muscle is stretched out completely, it's super difficult for him to to actually create force because it's very long. Meaning, you get a lot of muscle damage and a lot of muscle activation but you are not able to generate much force. Meaning, if you want to destroy your chest, meaning like build new muscle, for example, putting this variation in isn't a bad idea if you can do it safely. Um, so it doesn't mean that a uh, uh, dip doesn't build your chest, but if you want to move more weight, you need to use that muscle optimally and put it in a position where you can actually use this internal rotation, really push your chest together, really use your muscle fibers like they're meant to be used and push yourself out uh, yeah. as strongly as possible. It's like trying to use a muscle where it can generate much force. Yeah. So for example, the, the bicep, you won't be like when it's completely straight, you won't be able to hold much weight in your hand if you extend it because it needs to work in a very, very unpleasant position, like in the planche. That's why everyone rips this muscle in the planche, but it gets very strong with time even though many people don't curl. If you curl, you can curl much more weight with it because you just 
get into this position for a short time, you get out of it. And here it can create much more force. So, yeah, the same, the same principle. Um, a very, very important uh, cue for, for this in the end is um, what I saw with a lot of people is when I tell our athletes, please keep your abs crunched. Mm-hmm. Especially on on the on the lowest point, keep them crunched and push back with a crunched with, with crunch. So. Same here. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm weak in my core, but that's something that holds me back from higher weights. Yeah. And when when you stay stable in the abdominals and really keep it crunched, you can bring in the um, chest in a better way because you're a little bit more leaned forward not too much yeah. that's a very important one because this leads this this crunching leads to something what is not a, a very leaning forward but a leaned forward position and in that position you just have exactly the right angle of, of your um, chest fibers so they can fire up in the best position and that's a very important one because what we always think of is yeah but I can uh, train lower chest and upper chest um, and I have to do this and that actually if, if you look at EMG studies the activation of the upper chest in a dip is not that low yeah, it's extreme like it's comparable to an inclined bench it's comparable to an inclined bench while the lower chest activation is like I don't know, three times as high, something like that. I mean, EMG studies like doesn't mean more hypertrophy, but activation is great. Yes. So, yeah. So the the very good thing right here to 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 keep in mind is you can actually train your whole chest with this one movement, and that's a very important one to understand here. So you don't need ten thousand exercises to do so. <laughs> um, what is also uh, good to mention here is. Um, When when you when you do your your dips here, it, that's a very important one. Um, it is absolutely necessary to use your chest to get out out of the hole because another reason why because we already mentioned the chest is the one that brings you out because it's the best position for the chest to bring it out. But there's another thing: your triceps is in the biomechanical shittiest position to bring you out of that hole because in that position your elbow is completely bent and at that point it's very 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 hard for the uh, triceps to um, actually produce force even if if it's probably on 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 the stretch uh, on the most stretched position in that at that point and that's something you always have to keep in mind it's both muscles that you need in that case if you get like a good stretch and you want to work on hypertrophy it's nice and good you can work on tricep hypertrophy by going all the way down uh, in a dip keeping your legs a bit more forward it is a variation that's probably most dangerous for most people but biomechanically makes sense but it doesn't mean that you're the strongest you just create a lot of damage and it's difficult to create force meaning the weight will need to go down you will have to be careful yeah and yeah and generally by dipping the way we're talking about this it is a competition dip but i feel like with time it is what is the most important thing is to stay as safe as possible and this feels safe and you can move big weights 
And uh, it uses the right muscles in the right ways. Um, meaning, especially if you are preparing for a competition, it makes sense to dip like this. While in other phases, you can dip differently and work on your weaknesses or do accessory exercises, that's no problem. But this really takes a lot of it into it. And uh, if you use it right, your chest will grow. I mean, they always say in calisthenics, people don't have chests because they don't understand how to do push-ups. They don't know, like, they don't use their chest. They just use tricep and front delt. That's, that's everything it. they use all the time. Yeah. And uh, they, they forget or don't understand how to use it if they don't bench because they're... Like, Absolutely. And if, if, if you look at those who are doing loads of sets of reps, usually they do have big yeah. chest. Yeah. If, I mean, look at Runch. Yeah. He has such a great chest, <laughs> actually. And if, if you look like Dejan, he has such a good chest and he's doing push-ups and dips all the time and not, not doing too many other exercises on. And so for me, it was the same. Like the moment I changed the technique and started working on push-ups again, which are completely yeah. underrated. Everyone forgot about them. But weighted push-ups are an amazing exercise, yeah. especially now where, where you have to stay at home. Um, like the chest can actually grow well. Absolutely. And it's an, a great assistance exercise to the uh, dips. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I think the last part, which we haven't written down actually, is the head position. Like, that's, uh, that's a big thing. Like, people get super crazy about it, I feel like. And from my experience, like, having here too, like, a 45 degree angle down, like, looking forward and keeping it there makes it the easiest. Like, a mistake I often do is I look down very much and then I go down and while I go up I throw my head up right away. Yeah. The moment I throw my head up, I open like I open my chest yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. lose this favorable position for my chest and just use my yeah, tricep. Yeah, yeah. So try to keep your your um like try to look always at the same point and keep your head there. Sometimes it feels like it helps bringing your head up. But it doesn't. Maybe in the second part of the movement, when you're already like starting to work a lot on your tricep, you can push your weight down and make it night like easier for the for the tricep to take the weight. So that could be useful. But like people say, like you you throw yourself up with a head that's bullshit. You make your life actually more difficult, yeah. and easier. And I, I can actually explain why this is the case because um, when you do so, um, the thing with that is everybody does that. Yeah. When you when you bring up your 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 head, and you, you even if you're just sitting right now. Do it. Bring your, 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 your yeah. It, it will always happen because you will always have a thoracic um, extension at that point. And when you do so, you lose tension in your lats at that point, and that, that creates less internal rotation. Less internal rotation will get the chest out of line. And when you have that, you just depend on the triceps, and especially in the lower part when you want to get out of the hole. You die depending just on your on your triceps. Doing something like that, like, and you bring the, the chest in a very stretched position, which could hurt you too. And so many injuries happen because of that. Yeah. Like you, they stretch out and then they just stay here and they rip something. Absolutely. They 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 come into they come closed into the hole, yeah. open up and stretch everything completely, and then you die. Yeah. Then, then they say, oh, but I feel my chest. Yeah, you feel the chest breathe. Like with certain weights, 
you risk ripping it. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's that's an issue. It's, uh, it's nice for you, but at the same time, if you do this, like your back extends too, and the tension, the crunch you were talking about, that's the second thing you lose. You throw your legs back, and it just like you lose generally. Um, especially if you have to do more reps, you start swinging, you lose strength. Yes. It's, uh, not. Not a good idea. One thing that we forgot and we definitely have to talk about is why another reason why you should keep the abs really contracted and in a crunched uh, position because it keeps your legs directly mm. below you and it keeps your legs, legs narrow to the plates that you have between your legs. Mm. And this is a very, very important one because um, the center of mass should stay below your chest yeah. and when you go downwards you always have this position of having the weight here um, below you and when, when you bring the legs too hard backwards it's gonna be a little bit harder for your chest and your triceps to, to produce enough force because the center of mass is not at the right position And you will get into trouble with that. And that's, that's a big issue. Um, yeah, of course, because you don't move that much weight. That's it. <laughs> it's like when you squat and your weight is like completely off-center. Yeah, that's you it. You will use other muscles and they won't be as strong and just doesn't feel right. Exactly. So there is something like a bar path in the dip too. Yeah. And you got to keep that in mind that you always want to stay in one line. All right, I Very think nice. we I got think we, we covered it well and quickly. <laughs> That was fast. Fucking hell. I'm happy. If you have any more questions, please feel free to shoot us some messages on our Instagram to Strength and Skills Podcast. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to share this one. Send it out to those who dip like shit and send it out to those who dip amazing to make them even better so we get more weight moved in the world. All right. If you tag us and tag us in your dips too and the podcast. Yes. So I don't. I know we don't have too many international episodes out, but we'll keep working on them. And uh, absolutely. Yes. Go for it. All right. If you want to contact us, uh, you can contact Dennis at Dennis underscore Kalis. Perfect on Instagram, and me is Nick underscore Tibu. Here we go. Enjoy and dip. Heavy.